Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, good afternoon and good morning to some of you. I want to thank you for listening to the Transformation for Success show. I want to give a big shout out to all of my local, statewide, local, and international listeners. You are tuned in today to a special show with my guest, Mr. R.J. Hodges. And in case your friends were not able to listen, this show is archived and downloaded at a later time. The Transformation for Success show for your information is syndicated and it's on both the empowerment and women's channels. And we are here every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if any of you have comments or suggestions about the show, you can contact me later via Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I also invite you to check out my new television channel, which is Transformation Success via VoiceAmericaTV.com. And have a look at the Total Woman Show on your Android, iPhone, or iPad. So, now, enough of that, and today's guest, welcome, RJ. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have a man of your caliber who's a professional speaker, and you're a certified personal mastery life coach. Look, tell me about yourself. You know, that that sounds like a lot. Almost like, wait a minute, you get the right bio. Um, <laughs> make sure you got the right person. Oh, uh, where do I start about myself? You know, it's kind of hard always talking about yourself, but um, oh, I, I always describe myself as the average guy with above average desire and ambition. That's mm-hmm. who I coined myself to, to be because I come from very, very humble beginnings. And somewhere in the midst of that, you know, the things not going the way I thought they should have went. My dad passed mm-hmm. away when I was uh, eight years old. Um, and then my, my mom raised me in a single parent household. And then she passed away a couple of months after my 20th birthday. Um, so I'm just so kind of seeing a lot of stuff that wasn't going. Yeah, you know, wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't easy, per se, <laughs> you know, but. No, I can understand. Wow. Well, tell me, uh, how did you handle all of this? You know, at such an early age, I mean, you lose your dad, and then at 20, you know, you lose your mom. How did you go through and handle that, RJ? Uh, A lot of prayer, a lot of uh, uh, family members, you know, and just really something in me saying that no matter what has happened to you or no matter what you've gone through, that this is not the end of this story. You know, this this chapter yes. will pass and there will be another chapter. And that just kind of stuck with me over the years. And no matter how hard it got, I always kind of mm-hmm. held on to there will be a brighter day. Well, do you know, uh, I admire you for saying that. But, you know, we live in today in such a really, I would call it, I hate to use the word, but sort of a turbulent society. And so many people are... They're they're looking for something. They're discouraged. Uh, they, they don't quite, you know, the things that happen to them in life, they don't quite respond. You know, our suicide rates are high among teenagers right. today. And we're actually, a lot of people are leaving this world, as you probably know. 
You know, it's so how do you handle this in terms of when you come in contact with people and you're talking with them about how you overcame? Why do you think that some people don't have that resiliency or whatever you had? And how, how would you describe that? Well, first of all, it's not something that we're taught to handle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. say always say that, you know, we go to school, we get great educations, we get master's degrees, we get PhDs, but nobody really tells you how to deal with life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not a course that's taught. You're supposed to either know how to deal with it or figure it out. And I developed a system that I call life education, living in full existence education. And that's what that whole system is about. It's about teaching people how to control your thoughts and control the negativity that that may go on inside you Mm -hmm. and inside your mind. Mm -hmm. So when I Mm -hmm. come in contact with a lot of people that are dealing with things like that, that's one of the first things is to find out, well, what are you thinking? How do you believe? Mm -hmm. How do you see Mm -hmm. this situation? Because how you see a a thing dictates how you react. It dictates how you are next want to react to whatever it is that you're going through. So a lot of times it's first and foremost me finding out where this person's perspective is. And I mm-hmm. always say if I can help to change your perspective and the way you see it, I can change the way you deal with it. Now, how did you change your perspective? Because I'm sure at 20 years old, losing your mom, uh, here you are. Were you angry? And if, if not, how did you handle it? Um, of course you're angry. My mom passed mm-hmm. away of, of colon cancer, so you're you're mm-hmm. a little angry at the moment, you know. It's not I, a, I know. It's not, yes. Yeah. It's not something that you feel you feel good about. But I will say, um, at about eighteen I bumped into a group of mentors. Um I got started in my first business at eighteen. So I launched my first business at the age of eighteen and this this group of gentlemen, they were different. They were unlike anybody I had ever seen, not just because they were, you know, financially successful, but they thought in a different way. And mm-hmm. that group of gentlemen put a lot of books in my path. They put a lot of different ways of looking at life in my path. And they taught me something that I teach today, and that's how to master yourself. And Absolutely. from that right. moment, it was almost like I had to go through that in order to deal with what was what was about to happen to me. What kind of business did you have at 18? Um, I got started in a, a direct sales company where we were marketing telecom and utilities, fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, and I was I was com- completely green, didn't know, you know, didn't know anything, didn't know anything <laughs> about business for that matter. But uh-huh. I was drawn to it because of these gentlemen, their level of success, but more importantly, how they thought. And it just seemed like that they had a different edge on life because mm-hmm. they weren't stressing out about everything. They were telling me of how to gain a level of internal peace. And somewhere in the midst of of learning these things, I gained that internal peace, and it got me through a lot of that turmoil that I experienced. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, that you say this because, you know, thank God that you were, uh, I don't want to say use that word, but that you were mentored um, by men who were uh, have had sought that inner peace and who had something positive to share because uh, um, by the contrast, uh, RJ, you could have fallen into the hands or I don't want to use the word fallen into the hands, but been influenced by negative sources 
negative people because we have a lot of that that's happened, I know, in Southern California and some of the areas even across the world where teenagers fall or fall prey to people who do not have good motives, uh, do not have a good mindset. So I, 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 I thank God that you actually found people who talk to you about mastering self. How do you master self? How, well, you know, what do you think has been your biggest transformation? Um, you know, to date, I would always say my, my, my biggest transformation was to transform my belief system. Um, okay. One of the things that I talk to clients about and one of the things that I was always taught is that we all come into this world with what I call a blank canvas or a blank chalkboard. Mm-hmm. From that point, parents, society, people that you come in contact with, all of those things start to now write on our chalkboard. And at some point in our adult lives, we have to go back and look at that chalkboard and say, do the things on this chalkboard now serve me well? And mm-hmm. that goes from everything from religion to the way you believe about marriage, the way you believe about success, the way you believe about failure, all the things that have shaped you. You got to go back and start to question those things. And my biggest transformation was first and foremost being okay with going back and questioning those things and then looking at the things that, you know, that no longer serves me well because that thing is not going to promote me to the level that I want to be at. So my biggest mm-hmm. transformation was going back to change my belief system and then now starting to program my mindset in a different way. So what were some of the steps that you did or first couple of steps that you did to change your belief system? The first thing is I learned to control my thought life. Um, I always tell people, you know, first and foremost, we all try mm-hmm. to control negative thoughts with more thoughts, and you can't control a thought with a thought. You can try. <laughs> it just doesn't work out too well. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, one of the first things that I started to, to learn was that when I have a negative thought, I need to speak something that's contrary to that negative thought in order to get rid of it. It's, it's no different that when mm-hmm. we kind of grow up and we go to church and they say, cast down imaginations, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because bad you imaginations. You got to cast down with your mouth. <laughs> right. But most of the time they don't tell us how to cast. You know what I mean? It's, it sounds good, but nobody tells you exactly how to cast. Well, what I learned, one of the first steps was, was to speak something contrary. So for perfect example, one of my first dominant negative thoughts after my mom passed away was maybe colon cancer is hereditary because I had doctors mm-hmm. telling me that, you know, you're going to have to get tested early and, you know, all of this type of stuff. So mm-hmm. that thought mm-hmm. became dominant for me. So mm-hmm. instead of allowing that thought now to become something that's going to be written on my chalkboard that won't serve me well, my, my affirmation or my contrary statement was I'm colon cancer free. That disease will never have a right to live mm-hmm. on my body. Mm-hmm. And the more I spoke that casting down that negative thought, the more I changed my perspective. The more I changed the way I believed about it, the more I changed the way my health was going at that particular time. So, you know, one of the first things was learning to control my thoughts and putting myself or aligning myself on a path with what I want versus what I don't want. Okay. I think that's good. And so for listeners out there, I hope you're taking notes and getting your pencils, uh, (laughs) your papers and pens ready if you're not driving. But hopefully uh, you will download this show. If you're listening now, download it later. Take his notes because this is good information. Um, 
one of the things, what's the second thing? Because I, I understand controlling the thought life is so important, but you're right. Many people do not know how to control it and the steps. So thank you for sharing that you have to speak aloud. You are what you speak and not necessarily what you think. <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. I agree. Whoa. Um, a second step. That you chose. Um, one of the other things, right after that, um, I started to understand that a lot of the reasons we think a certain way, because thoughts just don't come from out of nowhere. One of the reasons we think a certain way is based upon the type of information that we expose ourselves to. Absolutely. Um, so I developed these three E's, and it's probably the first. Um, thing I ever did as a, as a speaker and as a coach, um, the three E's that I developed were exposure, environment, and experiences. Those three things feed you. You know, so a lot of times people will say, well, I'm fearful of this. And I always ask people, well, why? why? Why are you fearful of that? And they say, well, I don't know. And I always say, you're only fearful of something that you have an abundance of negative information on. You know, mm-hmm. so if we took a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and I told the four-year-old to go outside and get a snake, bring it back in to me. The four-year-old may not have the information yet that snakes are dangerous, they're poisonous, they kill people, so forth and so on. So they'll go out in the yard, grab a snake, bring it back, no problem. Now, the six-year-old who's able to get on Google and able to Google snakes and see how they've killed people on YouTube, he's not going. He's not going to go get the snake. Why? Because he has an abundance of negative information on snakes, which now produces that fear. So the second thing that I learned was how to control the information that I take in. Because if Mm -hmm. you go back to what I was just talking about as far as colon cancer goes, the one thing I couldn't do, even though I was interrupting and casting down those negative thoughts, the one thing Mm -hmm. I could not do was I couldn't now Google, you know, what happens if your parents die from colon cancer, what happens to you? I couldn't Google that because now that's an abundance of negative information that's going to get me out of line with what I really want. So the Mm -hmm. second step is starting to learn how to control what you expose yourself to, the type of information that you expose yourself to, and then you move on to your environment. Who's around you? You know, the people Mm -hmm. that are around you and the environment that's around you, is it conducive to produce the thing that you want? Right, right. for a lot of people, if we're honest, it's not. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, it's it's, it's not conducive. And your last one is experience. Experience is kind of tricky <laughs> because <laughs> yes, it as is. People, yeah, as, as people, what are we taught? You live by your experiences. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you can't learn things from experiences, but what I don't agree with is allowing your experiences or other people's experiences to dictate your future actions. So a lot of times things that we've seen in the past, we'll hold on to those things because we'll say, you know what, if I do this again, it's going to turn out the same way. So for me personally, as I was looking at a lot of things, a lot of people that I saw that they they weren't successful for certain things or maybe they had stepped out and started a business and it didn't work, I couldn't allow their negative experience to stop me at 18 from being gung-ho and saying, Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in Mm -hmm. this business thing anyway. That's true. 
Well, you know, yeah. it also shows uh, abundance of maturity, too, on your part, RJ. You know, some of us, we think about in terms of what I learned when I was in counseling psychology, we talk about the child, adult, and parent. So there are some of us who, I think, come into this world with more of an adult, maybe, than parent. I used to say some people, it's like they got here. They never they, they fell off the turnip truck. They've never been here before. <laughs> but, any, but anyway, right. uh, I want you to hold that point because I think these three E's are very central and I know the listeners are benefiting from that, but we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with my guest, Mr. R.J. Hodges. Thank you for listening. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to the Transformation for Success show today with Dr. Barbara Young and my guest, Mr. R.J. Hodges, who is a professional speaker, certified personal mastery life coach, and he's a certified practitioner in the healing art of Reiki. I I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he's created a coaching system we just talked about in our earlier segment called L-I-F-E, which is Living in Full Existence. So... R.J. is also a best-selling co-author of the book Mission Unstoppable, partnering with two world-renowned leaders, George Frazier and Les Brown. So welcome again, R.J. It is so wonderful to have you on the show. Before Thank we went you so on much. Break, we were talking about your three E's, exposure, environment, experience. My question is, I mean, this is great with these three E's and how you explain them. But today, in today's society, there's so much in terms of exposure for our young people and even the seasoned folks, so much negative information that also impacts the environment, who you hang around with. And then so many of these young people, their experiences are mostly negative. 
how do we turn that around? How how is your response for that? Because I know you got one. <laughs> you know, um, I always say that we got to reverse this system. I think for everybody out here, we've presented a system that just doesn't work because everybody is going after results. You know, everybody right. wants to be massively successful. Everybody wants this picture-perfect life, but nobody understands that the system works from the inside out. You give birth to that life. It doesn't just appear because you want it or because you're working hard for it. And mm-hmm. I think if we kind of start to change that system more, what will happen is you'll start to teach people that the way to the things that they want is to cut out this negative information. It is to work and develop themselves more. But oftentimes when we see the epitome of what we call success today, we only show the end result. You know, we Mm -hmm, show somebody mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. the end result, at the Mm -hmm. height of their career, but we never show them most of the time in the beginning. That's not the part that's glorified Mm -hmm. or highlighted. So we raise a group of people that, They don't Mm -hmm. understand that part, you know. So when we come along and start talking about exposure, environment, experiences, how to shape your mindset, how to program yourself, they see that like, no, RJ, show me how to make some money. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, show me me how to build a business, RJ, and show me how to make some money. And I always have to let people know the money comes as a result of you becoming the better and higher version of yourself. One of my quotes that I put in one of my books is that nothing ever worked for me until I started working on me. Mm-hmm. And that's literally that, the truth. Literally I had businesses. Right. I, yeah. I, I have a phrase that a leader first must travel within before he can travel without. So I that, that inside, actually, uh, this is an aside note, but I think of myself uh, as a surgeon. I tell people, you know, I am a surgeon, and they kind of look at me. I said, yeah, because I go for the inner. I said, I got to get that inner, so we're going to do some surgery. <laughs> so in, in yeah. light of that, <laughs> what are some of the things that, you know, you think that people need to take away from their life? I mean, like the negative influences, but sometimes it could be negative people. So what are some of the things that you tell people that number one thing that you need to add and a number one thing you need to take away? to transform yourself into that higher version? The number one thing that you need to add is a sense of inner peace. Um, Most people, if we're honest with ourselves, we're internally chaotic, meaning that your mind is going a mile a minute. I I work with clients every single day, and one of the questions that I always ask them is, do you get great sleep at night and wake up fully energized? And most people say, of course not. Like, it's a, (laughs) like, why would you even ask me that, you know? Because Mm -hmm. internally, they're always worried. They're always fearful. They're always on, and they're trying to figure this thing out. And I always say, until we can get you back to a place of peace, to a place Mm -hmm. of no worry and Mm -hmm. no stress, Mm -hmm. all the rest of this stuff doesn't quite flow the way it's supposed to. So one of the first things that I always tell people is turning off outside stimuli is a requirement at times. And, you know, I was probably popular on this until I said that because, you know, everybody's with you. <laughs> so you say, put your phone down and get off of social media uh-uh. sometimes. And they like, I liked you, RJ, but I don't like you no more. And then, you know, I have to try to make you guys like me again. But it's not uh-huh. a bad uh-huh. thing to turn off some of this outside stimuli and spend some time 
in quiet sometimes. Spend some time without being bombarded by all of this information because what it does is it's creating an internal environment of chaos. Yes. You can't right. produce a wonderful life from a place of chaos. It just, it just won't happen. So getting to a level of internal pieces is first and foremost. Okay. So that you're going to add that and what you're adding. And you you also, I guess, spoke about what you need to take away as well. And that is Mm -hmm. turning off that outside stimuli to be, to have that sense of inner peace. How about, you know, some people just actually getting a good night's rest and going to bed. Early. <laughs> but I agree. But here's the thing, though. Most people, mm-hmm. most of my clients, even my business coaching clients, a lot of them can't do it because they don't know how. They literally don't know how to get a good night, good night's rest because they're, they're, they're worried and their subconscious mind is on. So one of the things that I teach people is how to shut down. And what I always say to people is it's amazing that before we go to bed at night, here's most people's routine before they go to bed at night. They they lock doors, they clean kitchens, they turn off televisions. Hopefully they plug phones in, shut down laptops, but then the body, it just crashed. So they don't have any type of routine for shutting the body down or taking off the cares that they had for that particular day. So you have to develop a routine of shutting down. You must put your mm-hmm. conscious and subconscious mind in a place of peace before you shut down. And, you know, one form of that is some meditation. And I know people yeah, go, wait absolutely. a minute, not you, mm-hmm. not one of those things again. And, you know, meditation can be turning off outside stimuli. It can be sitting quietly. It can be reading something inspirational. It can be listening to, you know, quiet, uh, you know, very soft, relaxing type music. But whatever it is, you have to bring yourself to a place of peace and shut yourself down in order to even have that good night's rest and wake up fully energized the next morning. Now, with all of these things said, RJ, did you stumble upon these yourself or did you read about this or one of your mentors plugged some of this information into you? Because I always say you can't be unless you've done it. It's like you've experienced it. So then you can share it. <laughs> right. Most definitely. Um, the answer to that question is all of the above. I mean, you're talking about maybe from about 18 until now, I'm 36 years old. I'll be 37 next month. So okay. you're talking about constantly... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> talking about you're getting constantly. old. You're getting older now. <laughs> I'm getting older. I think I, I keep I keep telling people, you know, I'm getting more mature. You know, I mature sounds better than getting older. But but I'm happy that's, either that's way because I'm I'm still here. So either way, no, it's a it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> but definitely anyway. a good thing. But so, but yeah, you know, from that age to this age, it's been a day in and day out thing of reading books talking to mentors, listening to, to, to those that I, that I hold great value for. But it's also been a lot of me getting quiet. You know, one of the things that I believe in is that, you know, the, the, the inner you or the spirit in you or, or, or the God in you or the creator in you or the universe in you, whatever you want to call it, I believe it speaks. I believe it's like a GPS. I believe it's trying its best to direct your path and take you everywhere you're supposed to be. However, you got to get quiet enough to hear it. And most of the time it's choked out by the worries and the cares and the fears. So when I learn to get quiet and I learn to stop worrying and I learn to just kind of let it flow, a lot of the things that I teach came through that. You know, I always tell people Mm -hmm. I keep, 
I keep a pen and a pad by the side of my bed because a lot of times I wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning and I can, you know, something will come out and I'll write it down. It's something I'll teach about for the next five years, you know, right, and, and right. that just comes from that place of peace. Well, you know, I think that's great. You've had 16 years from time 20 to 36. In those 16 years, uh, what happened that you decided that being a professional speaker and becoming a life coach, because you transitioned from being this entrepreneur and selling mm-hmm. with uh, right. this telecom, <laughs> and then you decided yeah, way way go, past the telecom days. <laughs> yeah, past telecom. So, what motivated you that you and, and inspired you to become a speaker? Um, first and foremost, you know I believe in following your passion. There's a quote, I can't remember who it's by, but it says, there are many things in life that will catch your eye, but only mm-hmm. a few that will, ca- that will capture your heart. Pursue mm-hmm. those. Um, so, of course, I was doing business, and business back then was motivated by making money and success and all of that type of stuff, but I started to notice that I wasn't really passionate about it. And most people say, well, how do you know you're not passionate when you're not giving it your all? <laughs> you know, and I, that's right. I, do, I do business coaching. I do business coaching today. And that's the first thing when I tell my business clients is that if I can't get you to go after the business you say you want, you're probably not as passionate about it as you think. So as I started to learn that I wasn't passionate about telecom or, or, or utilities or any of that stuff that we were marketing back then, I started to look at, well, what am I passionate about? And the mm-hmm. only reason I stayed in a lot of those businesses was because they would put me in front of the room. You know, they would put mm-hmm, me in front of the room and let me mm-hmm. talk to people. And I spent most of my time talking to people about this stuff, life, and how I felt about certain things. And they should look at it like this. And, and I learned that, wow, that's my passion. I didn't know I could turn this into a business, per se, but I knew mm-hmm. it was something that I loved. I knew it was something that I would do every single day for free. And okay, that just that's made it. Me, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, there's no, there's nothing mm-hmm. else to discuss after that. And that just allowed me to understand, okay, you know what? I'm going to follow my passion. And even if my passion never pays me, I will be happy enough to follow it because it fulfills me. And the mm-hmm. one thing that I tell every client is that if you are following your passion, the financial rewards will follow you. That's true. Most and of the is, time, that, we try to do it the that, other way around. Well you know? said. We're trying to. Well said. Yeah. Now. Yeah, we're trying our, to follow the financial rewards. Mm-hmm. It won't work. So, RJ, it what was your work. first speaking engagement? Did someone invite you uh, to speak, uh, or and you begin to find out that people were responsive to uh, your message or messages? So, what was your first uh-huh. speaking engagement? Here comes the embarrassing stuff. I thought you would not ask, but um, <laughs> here we no, go. People, uh, inquiring minds again, want to know. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Um, so again, you know, you start speaking, you know, or you start saying you're an inspirational speaker, and then you try to figure <laughs> out how to make this happen. And I was, um, at this point, I, I wasn't doing um, network marketing anymore. I started working in corporate America, and I would just tell people, I was... Mind you, I'm young. I'm, I'm, I'm probably 19 at this point, maybe 20. And I'm just telling people, I'm a, I'm a speaker. You know, I'm just telling people this. And I would speak anywhere. I didn't have a target audience. I didn't know anything about what that meant. Anybody that would let me come speak. And 
I partnered up with a young lady who was in network marketing with me. She became my business partner, and we started our very um, first speaking company at that time. It was called Born to Win, and we're on the same page. Hey, we know we can do this. We're we're telling everybody we speakers. What do you guys speak about? Everything. We we're green. We don't know anything. And I want to say our very first speaking engagement was um, somebody's little small church probably five people in the audience, six people in the audience, and they just said, y'all can come speak, and we wore them out. I mean, we wore them out. You got two people. We're going to talk to y'all until they put us out of here because we just got, you know, we're young. We got stuff to say. And, you know, but it wasn't about a business per se. It wasn't about making money. It was about Mm -hmm. I found Mm -hmm. something I love, you know, and Mm – Prior to that, you know, I hadn't, I I liked a lot of stuff, but I didn't love anything. And, you know, from that, it just kept building, it kept building, I kept telling people. And I I do remember my first paid speaking engagement. I got a call from somebody because, you know, by this time, social media was starting to come out. So I'm putting it on social media, too. I'm a speaker. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Um, And I get a call from somebody that I kind of knew in passing. And she said, so you're a speaker. She said, well, we're having a program um, at a school that she worked at. And she said, um, I don't know how much you charge. Mind you, I had never gotten paid for doing this yet. You know, so she said, I don't know how much you charge, but I think they had $1,000 in their budget. She said, well, we have like $1,000 in our budget, but, you know, I don't know if that's good enough for you. Now, you got to play this the right way. You can't be like, oh, my God. I said, $1,000. I said, well, you know, typically I'm probably a little bit more, but 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 I can do it for you. You know, I had to had to put my game face, my business face on. Um, and I, and I went down and I did that speaking engagement and I have, I have been getting paid as a speaker ever since that first one that I got paid for. So that's great. That's kind of how it got started. (laughs) Now that was not embarrassing. That was absolutely something somebody needed to hear out there who may be thinking, I I have a calling to be a speaker. And they don't I left, know how I to left start. out a few parts, though. I left out the parts about me speaking at backyard barbecues and people not <laughs> listening to me yelling over cry. Yeah, I left out those parts. <laughs> but they go in there somewhere, too. But that's good experience, too, as well, because we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, yeah. RJ, I really can't thank you enough for sharing and being so transparent. And we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about your book, and how you became an author, and what is your message in the books that you have written. So listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to be right back with my guest, Mr. R.J. Hodges. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new Internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and Did I mention Dream Connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Transformation for Success. Today, I'm so excited because I have in the studio Mr. R.J. Hodges, who is a professional speaker, certified personal mastery life coach, and he is the creator of a coaching program called Life, Living in Full Existence. We have been having a great time with the discussion, and I hope that you're listening today. And if you don't, you better call your friends and tell them you need to listen to this show because it is some great tidbits that he is sharing Uh, I would say, RJ, you're more than just an inspirational speaker. You're a speaker that speaks life. So thank you again for being on the show. Um, As we went on break, you were talking about your experiences um, about, you know, starting out as a speaker. Uh, And you've done very well uh, since that day of (laughs) the days of speaking to people who, you know, weren't maybe five people starting out. (laughs) But right, right. (laughs) nonetheless, what uh, led you, because I think uh, writing a book um, is quite a feat, and you have authored a couple of books. So tell us about the, the, uh, the book, You Can't Practice at the Game, and it's the art of mastering you. Tell us, what was your intent when you wrote that book? What was your purpose? Well, today, even though I'm still an inspirational speaker, I function today mostly as a business coach. I work with um, people with established careers and top-level professionals, showing them how to transition into full-time entrepreneurship. But I do it in a very unique way. I do it, again, from the inside out, teaching them how to master themselves first. So mm-hmm. the thought behind the whole art of mastering you, and it's a series of books that I'm, that I'm coming out with, the thought was, how can I get people to pay attention to their life and success from more than one aspect, and that's obtaining the material and financial part mm-hmm. of it. You know, mm-hmm. so um, going back to being in a place of peace, probably like a year, year and a half prior to the book, this title came to me, You Can't Practice at the Game. And that title really meant that a lot of times we're waiting for something. We're waiting for something to take place, and mm-hmm. when the game shows up, then we try to practice and get it all together. Why not be more prepared? And that's one of the first stages, stages I should say, in mastering yourself. Um, so mm-hmm. the whole premise of the art of mastering you is, is that if you can master yourself, some of the things that we've been talking about today and a host of different other things, but if you can learn to master you and work on you, then we can master the business. We can master the goals. We can master whatever level of success that you're trying to get to. So that that's the whole thought process behind mm-hmm. this whole mm-hmm. the art of mastering you and behind the book. 
I love that because um, and it's something that I advocate and truly that is my philosophy. And I call I call people self masters. So you have to mm-hmm. become a self master. That's how I phrase it. And I and I thank God I found somebody else who who uh, believes in that same uh, situation because what it does is help people. Uh, to be able to transition into that idea of success and fulfillment. And certainly you have done that. Over the years, um, one of the thing, things that you, and I think you've addressed a lot of things about how to clear up the clutter inside your life and some of the steps that you need to do. But when we talk about entrepreneurs, and I'm glad you reminded me of that's a facet where you are now, entrepreneurs face many challenges today in this ultra-competitive world. What do you think is the biggest challenge today for business entrepreneurs, in your opinion? Probably the biggest challenge is just that, them understanding that entrepreneurship is really about creativity. You know, of course, there's some X's mm-hmm. and O's. I teach target markets and, and core messages and unique selling points. I teach all of that stuff. But the biggest edge for an entrepreneur is how creative are you? How innovative <laughs> are you? Can you take what is and make it better? And the only way you're going to be innovative and creative mentally, you got to be in a certain space. You can't be cluttered, worried, frustrated, feeling down, mm-hmm. depressed, sad, disillusioned. You just can't. So mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs, they're trying to stay on top of the game, but inwardly, they're in that place. I've never met so many sad entrepreneurs in all of my life, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. they're trying to be cutting edge leaders and build this legacy from this sad, I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh my God, somebody help me. It's just, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen from that place. You got to get mm-hmm. happy and you got to get excited and you got to be at a place of peace so that those creative ideas can come. So a lot of times with entrepreneurs, they're lacking that. They're lacking those very creative ideas that's going to set them apart because that's what business is about. Outside of the core principles of business, Everything else about business is about your idea that you thought of that's slightly different from everybody else, and you're not afraid to implement it. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the world we live in. We, you know, we wouldn't have an iPhone if, you know, if Steve Jobs mm-hmm. didn't say, you know what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to take this thing called the cell phone, and I'm going to make it a computer, but I'm going to make it fit in the palm of your hand. If he hadn't had that creative idea or been in a space to entertain that idea, we, we wouldn't have it today. And that thing, it revolutionized our entire lives, you know. So a lot of mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, that's what they suffer from. Well, you bring up a good point about creativity. And I realize, too, that um, that is something I think is individual in terms of creativity, because everybody may not understand and bring creativity to that marketplace. I, I'm, I'm speaking from a perspective, too, from women who go into business, because one of the other challenges, I think, that people are having, are entrepreneurs, is little capital to start or grow the business. Mm-hmm. Little capital or, you know, how to do it with, because you have to start somewhere. And what I find is that you must have that money to invest uh, in the business and be willing to make those sacrifices. I mean, Very true. I'm just, you know, when you started but, your but business. But I'll, I'll share I'll share this quick story with you. Um, mm-hmm. I was working with um, a, a mother and a daughter who designed clothes, 
beautiful mm-hmm. clothes. They were out of Chicago. And I was, mm-hmm. I was doing some coaching with them. And they said, RJ, we got to get this half a million dollars so that we can open this storefront on Michigan Avenue or whatever it is in Chicago, this mm-hmm. prime location. And I said, oh, my God, that's a, that's a lot of money to borrow, you know. And mm-hmm. they said, yeah, that's the only way it's going to happen. We don't have this capital. And most people believe, again, as an entrepreneur, if I don't have the capital, it's just not going to happen. And I'm not saying you don't need capital, but what I told them, you need a good idea. You need the creativity more than you need the capital. So what I had to convince them of is that you can sell just as many clothes without this capital. Why don't we get a very great website? Why don't we market? Mm-hmm. Why don't mm-hmm. we take five hundred dollars and 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 get on a site like a ClickFunnels and build a sales funnel and put it out there and and put you know a thousand dollars behind marketing social media ads? And guess what? They sold way more of their clothes through people looking at a website, buying them and shipping right. them out mm-hmm. than they would have mm-hmm. getting a half mm-hmm. a million dollar mm-hmm. you know a half a million dollar loan. So my thing is, a lot of times it goes right back to what I'm saying. We only know the traditional ways of business. I got to have a lot of money. I got to do this. No, what you got to have is the peace to hear the innate intelligence lead you in a path that nobody else may not take because they Mm -hmm. don't understand what you see and what you understand. That's what you need more than anything. I do things in business today, and I accomplish things that – other people, when I talk to them, they go, how, how in the world did you, did you do that? Oh, man, I was mm-hmm. meditating, got an idea, and tested it out, and it worked. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I spent, you know, spent $20,000 to do that, and it still didn't happen. I, I, I understand. <laughs> because you well, focus you, more as, on the as you external back than on, the internal. On, uh, your experiences, RJ, what were your biggest challenges in your business life? Or what was one of your biggest challenges in your business life? Um, my biggest challenge was just that I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like I just, mm-hmm. it was a lot of things I didn't know how to do. And in the midst of not knowing how to do them, I got still and I got quiet and I stopped mm-hmm. stressing myself out about not knowing how to do them. And I just kind of got patient and I got real peaceful. And I said, you know what, what, what do I do next? And I started paying attention to Oh man, I just got this. We there's a million ideas that come in our heads every single day, but do you receive mm-hmm. them or do you miss them? That's the question. Mm-hmm. And I just got more in line and confident on number one. I know it's going to happen regardless. I have no doubt whatsoever about that. And when I got there, these ideas that started coming up, like you should write a book. Okay, mm-hmm. you know these ideas okay. that 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 came up like you should you should get back into networking and meeting people okay met a gentleman and started telling him about i was writing a book he said you know les brown and george frazier are doing a co-author book and i'm friends with them here's george frazier's phone number call him tell him i told you to call you should be a part of their book that simple that simple and it happened just like that i think that's great i think what was your moment in the sun what do you think was your your ultimate moment in the sun <laughs> hmm. I think I'm still having it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in the sun right now. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here, here's here's the thing, and and this. You know, I have those moments all the time, but I had one yesterday that kind of blew me away. I got a call from an old friend. I hadn't talked to him in a little while, but he called me, and he said, hey, RJ, I'm in Portland, Oregon. I've never been to Portland in my life. 
And he said, I'm up here and I'm working out with a personal trainer here and one of his clients. He said, and I told his client that I'm from Atlanta, so forth and so on. And we started talking about positive stuff. He said, and his client said, hey, man, you're from Atlanta. There's this guy there that I got to put you on to. And said the client went to the car and, and pulled out a book and, and showed him the book. And my friend said, man, that's my brother. Like, I grew up with him. And he called to share that story with me. And it blew me away because I'm just like, wow, like, I'm in Atlanta minding my own business. And you're in Portland working out. And somebody's trying to turn you on to, you know, me and my book or something that I said. And that's the sunlight for me because that lets me know that something that I'm saying, something that this gift that I'm so fortunate to have, it's touching and, and transforming somebody. I think that's wonderful. And, and thank you for sharing that. You know, I always ask this. I don't normally ask this question, but I, I felt led to ask you this. Tell me five words how you would describe yourself. Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Um, five words. Let's see. I would say ambitious, peaceful, mm -hmm. determined, aligned with the creator. I know that's not, that's more than one word, but we're going to have to pretend like it's not. Um, <laughs> aligned with the creator and... two words, but I'm going to say energy focused. I'm very focused on where my energy goes and what type of energy comes in. Okay. You know, I think that, those, I think those that's are great. my guiding forces. One, one, one of the things um, that you said aligned with the creator, which sparks mm -hmm. another question. When you are talking, when you're dealing with your clients, how do you integrate your belief system that you're aligned with the creator, how is that integrated uh, in your conversations and uh, the way you are doing business and how you are able to convey that to them? Is it something they sense? Just share a little bit about that. I think you attract people that are like you first and foremost. Um, mm -hmm. But I think I'm able to do it in a very non-offensive way because I've worked with clients that don't believe in anything, no creator, no nothing. You know, and that's mm -hmm. perfectly fine if that's where you are. Um, but I share those beliefs not from a you have to subscribe to something type of type of way, or I'm trying to get you involved in something type of way, but from a very pure genuine type of way. And I think that the way I do it, most people can respect it because it doesn't, it doesn't cross any lines. It doesn't step on any toes. So most of the time um, when I tell clients, I always tell them, you know, my basic premise is that just like what Wayne Dyer would say all the time is that you're not a human being having a spiritual experience. You're a spirit being having a very having a human ex experience. experience. Yes. Most I, I, and yes. most, most people that I've come across, if they don't agree with anything else, they can get behind that. So I say, so because you're a spirit being and <clears throat> there may be things beyond what we can physically see, there will be times when I talk about those things. 
and okay. and and so far in my in my career, I haven't had mm-hmm. anybody that would fight me on that. But like I said, I'm very respectful of everybody's beliefs and you know the different things that people mm-hmm. believe in. And I'm never ever, you know, trying to get somebody to subscribe to something specific. It's just if you understand mm-hmm. you're a spirit being having a human experience, I can more so talk to you about how this system of life works because I truly believe that life works based upon a system. There's a system of operation in place. And if you get involved in that system, it'll work for you. If you are the opposite or contrary to that system, it'll work against you. It has no, it has no qualms about who you are. It's just a part of the system, not a part of the system, you know? Well, Um, right. So, so yeah, so most most people have have fallen in line with it from that perspective. That's great. What do you think is next for RJ? What do you see? Wow, is your <laughs> well, yeah. you know, taking over the world is my is no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, right now I'm so in love with business coaching. I'm so in love with showing mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people uh, that have careers or top-level professionals how to transition into the entrepreneurial world. Um, and I truly look forward to taking that uh, to the next level. Like, my, my ultimate goal is to be able to sell out arenas, not necessarily where it's all about me, but where I can put together, you know, great conferences that don't just focus on helping people become successful. You know, we, we have this obsession with success, but it really helps people on becoming the better version of themselves from every aspect, whether that's business, whether that's finances, whether that's relationships, whether that's your health, um, you know, all of those things. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely um, into my health as well and what I put in my body, and I think that's another component. That's a whole nother show. Puzzle. That's a whole other show, but it, but so it goes much. with all of this. You know, it goes. And I, I talk, I talk about that to my clients as well, because you know, if you're tired and you're putting crap in your body, you can't build a business. You don't have enough energy to do it. So, you know, well, my, my ultimate RJ, goal is to be able to I create that. I am so that. sorry. We're out of time, sweetie, and I have to close the show today. But I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the show with me today. It's meant a lot to me, and I know the listeners have really enjoyed you, and I want to wish you all the best, and we will see you next time because I'll have you back for part two. So thank you again for being on the show. And listeners, stay tuned next Tuesday because I'll be with you with another inspiring guest and on Transformation for Success. Thank you, and have a blessed week. appreciate you joining us for transformation for success please join your host dr barbara young again next tuesday at 3 p.m eastern time that's 12 noon pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel or join us for our replay every friday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time on the voice america women's channel have an outstanding week